have the right to hold the phone. Why can't I hold the phone? Put the phone down. Why can't I hold the phone? This is this is for my safety, sir. Put the phone down. This is for my safety. Put the phone down. This is for my safety. Put the phone down. This is for my safety. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. This is for my safety, sir. Listen to my commands. Put the phone down. This is for my safety, sir. Put the phone down. I cannot do it. Put the phone down. Put the phone down. I can't do it. Put the phone down. I can't. Put the phone down. Sir, I cannot do it. Put the phone down. Drop the phone. Drop the phone. Please, don't do this. I can't drop the phone. I can't. This is for my safety. I can't do it. I am sorry. I can't do it. I'm not going to hurt you. Drop the phone. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Friday's episode of Please Call Me Crazy. Another episode of Please Call Me Crazy. I don't even have time for an intro today. We got a quick in and out. I got some things I need to do today. Um, I was going to do a news show and go over a bunch of videos. I think I'm going to save that for tomorrow. We will have a Please Call Me Please Call Me Crazy uh, tomorrow. That would be Saturday evening. Um, but this has to be addressed <clears throat> again. Um, I don't think there's anything more important. The day is Friday, December the 29th, year of our Lord, 2023, fast approaching the new year. 2024 is bound to be a, uh, a shit show to say the least, but a lot of opportunity for American citizens to take back their citizenship, um, and, and re-evaluate, um, our role as Americans, our role in our in the overall health and governance of the nation, but more specifically, our role in our own self-governance. And that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today. That's why I showed this video. If you heard my Twitter space, my brief 15-minute Twitter space on, I think it was Wednesday evening, right before I premiered uh, Wednesday's episode, I talked about this, this video here. And you can go reference that if you follow me on Twitter, if, you're, if, you, if you can access my Twitter. I think that Twitter space is still up and available for you to listen back to. It was about 30 minutes long. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the, this, this part of the movement it has to be ironed out. It has to be ironed out before we can move forward. Um, and I know a lot of you won't like that. I know a lot of you have been brainwashed, have been convinced that policing and uh, is the cultural wedge issue or the hill to die on between, I don't know, the left, the right, blacks, whites, Hispanics, Muslims, Christians, whatever, the, whatever you think the dividing line is. Uh, I, I know we've been taught that's, that's the, uh, the hill we want to die on. And I just want to ask why. I want to ask what logical sense it makes. You know, now we're starting to get to a place where I've spent enough time 
in the movement. I spent enough time in politics. I spent enough time paying close attention to the uh, to the narrative, to the to the zeitgeist, to the spirit of the times, to people's rhetoric, to know good and well where the the logical contradictions are. And it's not just from the left and the Marxists or the communists. That's easy to point out. It's easy to point out how we could uh, conflate gender identity with with uh, with sexual preference and 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 biological sex and and you know try and create some some fantasy world where a man can be a woman or get pregnant or have a, a menstrual or, or any of these other things, or we should let uh, men compete with women in the octagon in a, in a uh, fight of uh, mixed martial arts. We can point out that, I mean, that's the obvious contradiction, and that is the opposition. And I said this on the Twitter space the other day on my Twitter space. Let's not be confused here. As a preface to this entire podcast, um, that is the opposition. Marxism, communism, postmodernism, this this political uh, philosophy and worldview where we can create our own reality, regardless of irrespective of the facts, uh, is irrespective of absolute truth or what you would call universal truth. That is the opposition. When we lose sight of the truth completely and we just make it up as we go, that is the opposition. That is the opposition to God. That is the opposition to the natural way. That is the opposition to humanity. That is the opposition to goodness. Uh, truth and goodness are one. Uh, God is truth. So the truth is is the ultimate um, expression of humanity. Uh, if you're a nihilist, if you're a narcissist, if you're a sociopath or a psychopath, then for you probably the highest expression of humanity is something like suffering or sin or um, you know, self-loathing, hatred. But, but for those of us who have any aspirations to be or exist in a way that's meaningful and fruitful, the highest expression of humanity is the truth. So we know those who oppose the truth and those who do go out of their way to um, undermine the truth writ large uh, in totality. That is the opposition. But the, but the control of the opposition is important to identify, and, and now more than ever, because if we're, going to, if we're going to fight back against our opponents who completely, um, you know, uh, negate, uh, completely uh, detest the truth, that's probably a better word, they detest the truth, if we're going to fight those opponents, we got to be clear about who our team is and what the actual, what the actual uh, position is. You know what what what's our position? And right now, I see a bunch of controlled opposition. Now, people say I'm controlled opposition, which for the life of me, I mean, you know that that's easy to do. It's easy to take the guy who's the the, the most radical, the most unabashed, the 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 one who's you know going to go right down the middle and and not really not really pandered to a side, not out of fear of either side, but out of more of a, a fuck you to the bullshit on both sides. It's easy to take that guy and say, oh, you're a controlled opposition. You know, I heard it from uh, the BLM uh, LGBTQ activist who said if I talked about an idea like sovereignty or wanted to hawk the debt or, or, or the dangers of China, then I was probably pro. And now I'm hearing it from the controlled opposition on the right, the, the the far right, not the far right that the Washington Post refers to when they talk about me and Steve Bannon, but the the more far right that better is represented by what I think is the most obvious 
deep state, security state, Fed asset program in America today. These, these neo-Nazi types who every single issue has to become a Jew issue. And then if you say, hey, I don't want to deal with the Jew issue every single, every single waking moment of every single day, I'm not going to lay all my eggs in that basket. Yeah, we can talk about the dangers of Zionism or the dangers of an uh, Israeli lobby or, or influence on American policy. We can talk about the, the Jewish uh, you know, identity and culture historically. We can also talk about European culture and identity historically. We can also talk about African and Arab culture uh, you know, or identity uh, historically. We can talk about any culture, any history historically. With, with perfectly good utility, absolutely. And there's enough fucking blame to go around. And we'll get to that in a moment. But I don't even want to start there. Where I'm really getting at is there, there is this, this, this controlled opposition on the right, whether it's DeSantis and Nikki Haley at the more moderate level, in the more moderate right, that the Larry Finks and the, and the big bank donors want to support, or it's all the way out there on the, the, the fringe uh, of people who want to... Uh, you know, make every issue a Jewish issue. And I invite Stu Peters to have the debate. I'm more than willing to have the debate with Stu Peters. I'm more than willing to have the debate with Nick Fuentes. I'm more than willing to have the debate with anybody out there who wants to, you know, get into the ring. No problem. I mean, it's really no problem. I, I, I'm I, very confident in, in my own intellectual chops to be able to, to talk about these issues with a full throat. And actually, I'm very confident in being able to pull people who would otherwise seem like they're on the fringe into a, a much more reasonable play. I actually, rarely have I encountered somebody that I sat down and had a debate with, including Jason Whitlock or anybody else, um, that I wasn't able to pull into a more reasonable thought process. So, uh, open invitation for anybody out there. And I know there's a bunch of fans of Stu Peters and Nick Fuentes, and if you want to pass this along, please be my guest. In fact, I would hope you would do so. I don't know how to connect with those with those people. In fact, I was supposed to do Stu Peters' show, and I was more than willing to do it. Never called back. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm a little too uh, Jewish-friendly for the Stu Peters types. Regardless, <clears throat> you got that controlled opposition, but but all in between, you have an even bigger fucking problem. Yeah, that's a problem way out there. And that's a problem right there with Nikki Haley. But in between, you have an even bigger cultural, cultural controlled opposition, cultural spirit of controlled opposition. And it's the police state. Oh, it's the police. This is the, this is the sine qua non of the controlled opposition spirit in the American conservative movement. It's the back the blue police cuckery. And you can talk about George Floyd and we can say, oh, well, this or that or this or that. Is it okay, if you're triggered by George Floyd, take this, this video, for example. And I use this example for a reason. And there's another example of a video I posted on Twitter where a, a cop goes to the, the video starts with a cop opening up a door of a, of a home or he's knocking at the door of a home. And a man comes out uh, and he's obviously got something in his in his hand, what looks to be a knife. Uh, I think it was a knife, um, but I'm not sure because I didn't follow up and look into the entire story. But I could I could visibly see it was a sharp object. It looked like a knife. And uh, the cop is startled. Uh, and you can see his body cam, and he's like, hey, hey, man, hey, 
you know, stop what you're doing. Don't come towards me with that knife. And the man backs up and the, and the, the man of, in the home starts to rush the officer. And the officer backs up, you know, he runs backwards and he draws his taser. And the man starts to chase him and then he stops. And then he starts to chase him again. Uh, and and or, or during the course of the video, you could hear the man say, kill me, kill me. Man hits the, the you know, cop hits the man with the taser, doesn't stop him. He keeps coming forward. Uh, he, he keeps running towards him with the knife. The cop's able to evade the man, get some distance again. And the man rushes him again with the knife. He draws his guns, two shot, bop, bop. Man's down uh, and, and the man dies. Now, tragically in that video, it appears, and, and I'll, maybe I'll play this video to end, to end the podcast, um, but it appears that this man's family was out on the street at the time. They, they were in the, in the neighborhood out, outside the home as well. And maybe this was a mental health crisis and maybe, you know, this this man's family, maybe this man was older or had some type of a cognitive disease or mental health issue. And this man's family called the police uh, out of fear for themselves or the man hurting himself or whatever the case may be. And um, there were little kids out there. You can hear the little kids screaming and, and, and crying out of fear. And, um, you know, it would appear that they witnessed their uh, relative be be shot and killed by a cop uh, on that on that evening totally justifiable sad sad for those children sad for those family members sad or or traumatic for whoever else was out on the street that day totally justifiable 100% justifiable i'm a cop i come to the door I don't know you. I don't know what's going on. You have a sharp object. You must want to fucking die. And some people just want to fucking die. That's a part of this, 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 great, this great blessing in existence called life. Some people can't deal with it. They want out for whatever reason. Some of it of their own doing. Some of it uh, just the uh, natural selection, I guess, of, of, of uh, tragedy and trauma. Now, some of your more Christian hardliners would say, some of your Catholic theologians would say that mental health, mental illness is rooted in, in the spiritual health. And that's a discussion most people don't even want to start to have to confront because the implications are, are, too, are too, uh, too heavy, uh, too, too heavy of a burden of responsibility in the spiritual sense or the eternal sense to want to go down that path. I get it. I get it. But hey, let's just say that some people have organic brain disease, which I think there's a lot of merit in saying, um, and and maybe that that that's the reason they don't want to they don't want to be be alive. Um, justifiable, just justifiable to 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 you know it's not justifiable to God, but but you can justify to yourself why you just don't want to want to be alive or why you want to risk your life like it means nothing. Justifiable for you. It's probably not justifiable for God, but that's between you and God. I'm not God, so I can't say. It's not justifiable in my opinion, but I understand. I get it. Justifiable for a cop to shoot a person, charging them with a knife, especially after they've deployed the taser and the taser did not 
neutralize the 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 person, the the, the danger. Um, and to be honest, I don't even think the cop really needed to go for his taser first. If you charge me with a knife and I got a gun, I probably should deal with that threat with lethal force. Just honestly speaking. And for all those out there who are watching this, who think, you know, policing is easy or whatnot, and, and you're on that side of the football, uh, I could show you a video where a man is clearly uh, in, in invoking a, a sort of death or a suicide by cop type of situation where man charges the cop uh, after the cop tells him to, to stop, uh, and the, the cop unloads round after round after round after round five, six, seven rounds into the man's chest, center mass, and the man is still standing there laughing. I mean, that level of, um, that level of imperviousness to, to uh, gunfire suggests de- demonic, demonic possession, in my, in my opinion, honestly. I mean, if you could take seven shots to the chest and not really be phased for the next couple of moments, um, you got some different energy working. I'm just going to say that. Um, so, I mean, I could show you a video like that. So, so I get it. And even in this video I'll show at the end of the episode, the cop was completely justifiable. This video, however, that I showed in the beginning of the episode is the, the, the exact opposite of that line. It's the exact opposite. And I posted this on Twitter, and I can't tell you how many cuck servers, people that follow me, people that say, oh, we support you, we love you, we want you to be in the Senate. But, but they have a gaping, gaping blind spot for this issue. And I, I, blame, I blame Bill O'Reilly. I blame Sean Hannity. I blame Fox News. I, be, I blame Alpha News. I blame George Bush. I, I, I blame, uh, you know, pick, pick somebody. Pick somebody in the conservative movement. Pick somebody who's been a cuck for the police state. See, what we've done, yet again, I'll say it again, like I've said before, what we've done is we've allowed the Marxists and the, and the, the communists and the liberals to define us. That's what we've done. We've let their inability to see logic, to use logic, to be logical in their political debates, we've allowed them to now define who we and how we represent ourselves. I'm not going to let Marxists and communists define me. I'm certainly not going to let them define the way that I start to think. As soon as I do that, I might as well be a communist or a Marxist. What's the difference? They got me on a fucking string. They're playing me like a fucking fiddle. So what's the difference? You all, you all in the conservative movement have to get very clear about one, one issue. Police, law enforcement, rule of law. And oh my goodness, are they going to use the Muslims? Or are they going to use the, 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 the Latino or Hispanic immigrants? Are they going to use, I don't know purple pink haired uh, liberals who dress in all black with ski masks and, and carry around Antifa flags. Are they going to use them to make you beg for tyranny? I said it before. I said it before, but I'll say it again. They will make you beg for tyranny. That's the goal. The goal for the communists and Marxists isn't to, 
to lay waste and siege to the country in perpetuity. Their, their goal isn't to, to bring about chaos that they themselves aren't going to be able to control or manage in the end. They're going to take the levers of power. They're going to take the levers of the police state. And then they're going to let these people loose on you in a way that you, most of you out there, beg for tyranny. You can talk that 1776 shit in your group chats and on your message boards. You can talk that shit in the comments. You can talk that shit under Joe Rogan's podcast or, 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 or under Patrick Bet David's podcast or wherever the fuck it is that you want to talk that shit. But the reality is, the reality is, a lot of you are very, very unequipped and, 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 and um, unfit to be able to sustain any long-lasting battle between the people, uh, the small cohort of people who believe in the fundamental and core Amer uh, American beliefs, uh, foundational beliefs, and the very skilled and sophisticated and increasingly technologically advanced United States military and by way of subsequently the police state that exists underneath them. Very few of you are, are ready for that type of smoke. Okay, let's get real about it. And I'm not saying that's a final position. You should get ready for that smoke. I think all American citizens should be ready for that smoke because that's what was laid down in our founding documents. I mean, that's a part of being American. We have to be ready for that smoke or else we're not really free. And, and that's a basic concept. If you have to rely on somebody else for your freedom, you'll never be free. If you will trade your freedom for security, you will have neither and you deserve neither. These are foundational American ideas. Really good ones, too. Ones that are so good, I'm not willing to forego them or, or, or give up those ideas because our founding fathers had slaves. Sorry, you white Marxist, liberal, communist jerk-offs. I'm not willing up to I'm not willing to give up an idea so good because the founding fathers had slaves or because uh early American European settlers had racist uh philosophies, worldviews, scientific ideologies. Not doing it. Sorry. The idea is too good. The idea that if you give up your freedom for security, you will have neither and you deserve neither is too good of an idea. It has too much universal truth. For me to give it up. Sorry, can't do it. But for you conservatives on the other side of the football, that means something. And what it means, what it means is you cannot allow the mainstream media industrial complex, the, the uniparty driven mainstream media industrial complex that's working their globalist agenda, that's out there, you know, running point, carrying water for a globalist agenda to fear porn you into defending the police at any and all costs for a sense of security and a false sense of security at that. I mean, and it really is a false sense of security. And you realize that really quick if you've ever been in a situation where um, <laughs> you wish law enforcement was, was present at the moment or, or you wish that you had somebody there who was whose sole vested interest was to keep peace and order and to protect you as a citizen. If you've ever been in that situation, um, you start to realize real quick how, how false the sense of security actually is. 
And so not only are you trading your, your freedom for security, you're, treat, you're trading your freedom for a false sense of security, which is dumb. I mean, that's just dumb. And when I say we live in a cuck society, I, I, I don't just mean that we're letting women run and dominate the way that we think uh, as men and as a nation or as a, a community of, of citizens. When I say we live in a cuck society, oh, we, we, we find a way to cuck ourselves out to the institutions, to the establishment. That's actually more what I mean. It just so happens that a lot of those institutions and establishments are, are being led by men who have been domineered by women psychologically and politically, by other men who use women as a front in order to assert their dominance over other men. I mean, the way that women have been played as a, as a chess piece in this whole game is, is absolutely abhorrent, but, but that's not even the point. The point is you, as in the American citizen, the average American citizen, is willing to cuck themselves for the establishment and the institution at such a level that we don't even really need to talk about the relationship or dynamic between men and women yet. Let's just talk about the fundamental basis with which most American citizens are willing to give over their rights for convenience to an establishment, an institution that wants to take those very rights from you. And there's no better, there's no better example than the American conservative movement, and there's no better example than their relationship and their false sense of security in policing. Why is that the best example? The, the reason it's the best example, because that's the movement that actually tries to, and in some cases genuinely believes in uh, American citizenship proper where you're your own first line of defense I mean that's a, that's a cornerstone of the movement that's a cornerstone of, of what we're trying to uh, preserve what we're trying to um, let flourish that mentality that's why we talk about the individual. That's why we talk about sovereignty. That's why we talk about uh, rights that are granted to you, inalienable by a creator. We're trying to instill that sense of individual freedom and self-governance in every living uh, American citizen. So if we're going to do that, we can at the same time say that in any and all cases, you should comply with the fucking police. And I keep telling you conservative this, and I'm going to keep telling you conservatives this. You can talk that rule of law shit as much as you want to. The rule of law is only as good as the lawmakers who uphold it. I'll say it again. Your rule of law is only as good, is only as righteous as the lawmakers who uphold it. And when I say lawmakers, I'm talking about legislators. But I'm also talking about judges and courts, your legal system, your judicial branch and your legislative branch. I mean, let's not even talk about the executive branch because we know good and well what they're willing to do when it comes to weaponizing the police state, the security state, the deep state and any other branch or agency of, of law enforcement against any of their political opponents. We know what the Joe Bidens are willing to do. The question is, what are you willing to put up with? What the fuck are you willing to put up with for your security, for your false sense of security? Remember, it's a false sense. If you believe the police are going to save you, you have a false sense of security. Is it possible that they save you? Yes. 
Is it likely that they'll save you? No. It's likely that they'll respond after you've already been harmed and they'll prevent further harm. That's what the police do. They clean up and they contain. And we got to under, I mean, this is, this is basic. That's for the, for the most part, that's what they do. Because nobody has a crystal fucking ball. And I know these transhumanists would like to pitch that they could have a crystal fucking ball. I know they want you to think that Neuralink is going to is gonna somehow solve the, 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 the cognitive uh, chemical imbalances in, 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 you know, in, in, in every single person so that we can know when a person is going off course and they may become violent. And, and even in the further stretches of the imagination, we could start to predict when those people would become violent and we could, we could police people proactively, preventatively, like the fucking minority report. I know some of you believe that that world is coming. It ain't. It ain't coming, number one. And if it does come, you ain't gonna like it. I can promise you that. Number one, I don't even think they can achieve it. Number two, if they can and if they do, you damn sure ain't going to like it. It's a lose-lose. That proposition is a lose-lose proposition for you. The point I'm making is part of being a citizen, a free citizen, comes with an inherent sort of danger to it. There is a, there's a danger to being free. There's a danger to being alive. And when we try and circumvent all of the dangers of being alive, we are signing up for the, the, the vast potential probability of, of becoming slaves or serfs or subjugated under a tyrannical rule. I mean, it's laid out right there in America's foundational documents. And yes, the left wants to undo the Constitution. We hear it. We see it. But the right, the right from the Nikki Haley's all the way out to the Nick Fuentes's, Nikki and Nikki. From Nikki Haley to Nikki Fuentes. All you in between that cuck for the police state are the real problem. And they got us focused on Nikki. And Nick, Nick Fuentes is out there with his audience. And it's Jew this, Jew that. Or it's fight a war in Israel, fight a war in Ukraine. And all in between, all I keep thinking is when I see videos like this, it becomes a real diagnosis of just how. And I see the video and then I hear people comment on the video becomes the best diagnosis of what's wrong in this country. What's wrong in this country is our sense of American citizenship is lost. It's lost in convenience. Convenience will be the death of freedom. The idea and belief in American citizenship at current is lost in convenience. We like the idea that there are some bad guys out there that some law enforcement officer or agency are going to thwart before it can ever be a real problem for us. We like that idea. That's easier. It's easier than having a gun and, and learning how to sh I mean, that is the elitist aristocratic worldview. And when you think, when you look at these aristocrats or these globalist elites who talk about getting rid of the Second Amendment, but they have armed security guards because they're so important. Um, that's the kind of contradiction that is, is genuine opposition. But the controlled opposition is you. When you start to expect or believe that police 
or that law enforcement, local law enforcement, will end up being the same type of protection from you at a smaller scale. And that is what we've done. And that's why a cop has no problem telling a man, a young man, whether he had committed a crime or not, that he has to drop his cell phone and stop recording the interaction. I can't tell you how many people responded to me posting that video and said, well, he should have just dropped the cell phone. Fuck you people. Don't vote for me. If that's the type of America you want, please, by all means, go vote for Nikki fucking Haley. If that's the type of America you want, go vote for Chris Christie. If that's the type of America you want, go vote for Ron DeSantis. If that's the type of America you want, go vote for Joe Biden. Go vote for Kamala Harris again. Go vote for Gavin Newsom. Go vote for uh, Amy Klobuchar. If that's the type of America you want to live in, if that's how you want your American citizenship to read and bleed, by all means, don't fucking vote for me because that ain't the type of America I'm going, I'm going to represent. It's not the type of America I'm going to fight for. I'm just not. If I'm in the seat in the United States Senate, I'm going to fight for you to have the opportunity, have the tools, have the knowledge, have the right to protect yourself, to be, to be your own first line of defense, to be your own best source of convenience, your know-how, your, your knowledge, your, your skill. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to play this where we can't play this game. It's bullshit. And you all know it's bullshit. And until you get that bullshit out of your game, well who are you to to, to talk about the Marxists and the in the it's just a front. It's just a front and that's what it means pissing me off. And all of you should be pissed. All you genuine America first and don't get me wrong. I see I see this split the same way I saw it when I walked into that recent state central committee, uh, that, that state central committee meeting for the Republican Party here in Minnesota. I saw the same sort of split in that room that I see right here on this issue. And that's how it becomes so clear what the real divide is. The real divide is we've lost our sense of American citizenship and convenience. Lost inconvenience. I don't have to drop my fucking phone. I'm going to film every fucking interaction with these corrupt, tyrannical government agencies and all of their fucking drones. Because you never know which one of them is going to be carrying out the fucking orders that the entire American citizen, citizenry needs to see. You never know. Should we trust the, the, the universities, the, the lawyers and the, and the liberals and the, and the, uh, uh, the, the uh, corporate executives coming out of the fucking universities? No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't because they're all getting indoctrinated with the exact same ideology. But does that mean we can trust the people who are coming out of the police academy? Are you fucking kidding me? What's wrong with you people? What is wrong with you people out there? And if it doesn't apply to you, I'm not talking to you. And if you can't take the criticism, if, it, if, it's a little too, if it's a little too harsh and negative for you, go watch fucking Gutfeld. You know, go watch somebody who's going to tell you the same, the same fucking six fucking jokes about the Marxists that they did last fucking week. 
and get the same laughs out of you they got out of you last week while the country goes up in fucking flames. And they take the president off the ballot in two different states. And then they tell you, hey, it, th those are Democrat states anyway, so who cares? Colorado ain't a Democrat state. That's a swing state. Been a swing state in the last two elections. It's a purple state. We don't know how Colorado's going to how it's going to go. Maine, okay. Been Democrat for a while. Usually is Democrat. We don't know what any of these states are going to be anymore because the, the, the lexicon of issues have become so, you know, any belief in what was a red or blue state or red or blue district, look right there in fucking Chicago where the black people are now stepping up and saying these immigrants that are being shipped to our communities and given $2,000 a month is bullshit. Look right there, and you tell me about what your fucking election map looked like last last election. That's a fucking psyop from another form of controlled opposition called the research and pollers like Karl Rove, who build all their political strategies on a little piece of fucking paper and their little fucking abacus. You don't like my profanity. Well, how about when a how 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 are you more emotionally moved by my use of profanity than you are seeing a cop? tell a citizen they need to drop their fucking cell phone. And, oh, you should have seen the tap dancers that came out of the conservative movement, of the conservative audience to, to, to cover and shill for this line of thinking. You should have seen them. Oh, it was amazing that the, the excuses they came up with. Oh, it could have been a, the, the, the phone could have been a detonation device. The phone could have been a, one of those new design uh, pistols that, that's uh, in the shape of a phone and can shoot a round or two. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. You show me uh, a detonation device that can record in HD and 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 detonate a bomb at the same time you show me a a, a cell phone a, a, a gun shaped as a cell phone a, 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 you know to what I want to say conceal to conceal a, a a gun a firearm a two shot that can record video in HD in selfie mode facing remember now the the guy is facing the cop with his phone now, now, I don't know if you can, I mean, the camera here is about, I'd say, nine feet from me. When I turn this screen on here, you can see what's on the screen. I got this fun little uh, screensaver. I've had it for like 10 years, but um, you can see what's on the screen here, right? And if I was to open this phone up, and, and I'll show you right here just for shits and giggles. If I was to open this phone up and put it in selfie mode, you can see, I believe, you can see that you can make out what the reflection is. You, you can tell that it's recording. That's basic. That's simple. If I can see that you're recording, I'm a cop, and I see you're recording me, I can see you're recording me, okay? Hard-pressed to, to convince me that there's a device out there where you could be recording yourself and me, and be able to detonate an explosive. Hard-pressed to tell me. And, it, and, and here's the thing. Let's go, let's take a step back. The premise 
the premise that all of the risk of what's possible technologically in terms of weapons should fall on the citizens and not the police themselves is a bullshit story to begin with. I mean, that's trading your freedom for security. The starting place is you're a cop. It's your job. It's the federal government's job to protect the citizens within the boundaries of the United States Constitution and all the dangers that come with it. Yeah, when you come to a house, a man may have a knife in his house. That's his right. Now, as soon as he starts to charge you with that knife in his hand, you have a right to defend yourself as well. You have a right to make sure he doesn't harm others. A man may have a gun in his home. That's his right. When you show up, he might start shooting out the front door. That doesn't mean we're going to let the government take away our right to own and, and, and uh, have firearms in our home. We're not doing it. Sorry. Yeah, people have guns in their home. That doesn't mean we're going to give the government the right to illegal search and seizure. That doesn't mean we're going to give the government the right to, to, to carry out or prosecute these no-knock warrants, these unconstitutional no-knock warrants that they justify with any small trail of, of, fucking, of fucking evidence that they get some judge to sign off on. And here's the scary part. You all in the conservative movement want to talk about the corruption of the legal system, and you think that that doesn't somehow connect police, law enforcement? What fucking delusional world do you live in? And, and number, two, number one, what delusional world are you living in? Number two, who do you think you can convince that doesn't already vote Republican, that they should vote for us and see the world the way we do, we're not even willing to have that honest conversation. We're not willing to say that with any honesty. Who the fuck do you think you're fooling? You're not fooling anybody. All you're doing is the Marxist and communist work for them. All the Marxists and communists are doing is throwing little shark bait out in the water like that in terms of political ideas or political topics, they throw that shark bait out, shark, shark bait out, and they just let you shoot yourself in the foot. No pun intended. They let, you, they, they, they let you stick your hand right in the fucking water. Right in the water with the chum. That's, that's it. They're just letting you do, do their work for them. Because all you're really doing all you're really saying is the danger of Muslims and black people is so profound, we'll let the police have their way. We're willing to surrender our rights to allow the police to deal with the outgrowth of this, this, this issue. And this is why Steve Bannon has been so effective. And this is why the black folks in Chicago now, for the first time in 60 fucking years, are starting to say that they understand the scam that's been run on them by this federal government. The last time it happened, they shot the men who said it. We'll see how it goes this time. I'm going to pop up in Chicago pretty soon here, along with them. Because the Midwest problem is the Midwest problem. The same way the East Coast problem is the East Coast problems. The South is the South's problems. The West Coast is the West. The, 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 what Chicago problems are Minnesota's problems. So I think I'll pop up in Chicago here shortly on this Senate campaign to connect with the black people in Chicago who actually are starting to understand the fucking scam. Amen. Amen to that.
I appreciate, I, I'm so excited. I can barely sit still. It's you I'm worried about that still believe in this social Darwinist bullshit story that came from the same intellectual and academic elites out of Europe that want you to be a global fucking citizen and give your tax money and your rights over to Daddy Klaus. Same ideology. You, you think I'm saying the people on the far fringe right are controlled opposition for no reason? It's Darwinism. Darwinism is in rejection of God. It was always implemented into the school system, the public school system, to undermine the creation story in the, in the Christian tradition. That was the whole point. Evolution, evolution. You came from monkeys. You evolved from monkeys. They fucking evolved from no monkey. Fuck you, people. Fuck you. Fuck Darwin. Fuck, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 what, what's, what's the guy's name? Um, Sir Galton, you know, and, 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 and for that matter, uh, Halford John McKinder. Fuck you, people. And, and your, and your uh, you know, uh, world island theory. And he who controls the heartland controls the, you know, uh, can, controls the Eurasian world island. He who controls Eastern Europe controls the heartland. He who controls the heartland controls the Eurasian world island. The Afro-Eurasian world island. Fuck you people. I'm American. I don't have to protect the crown's interests. I don't have to protect the interests of Europeans. I don't have to protect the interests of Ara uh, 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 Arabs. I don't have to protect the interests of Africans. I don't have to protect the interests of Asians or anybody the fuck else. I'm not a part of this maritime, military-industrial complex, Ponzi scheme, scam. I'm not in. I'm out. As a United States senator, I want out, and I want the American people out. But you have to have the fucking courage to want yourself out. You have to have the fucking courage to say no to these motherfuckers. And if you don't, then don't act like this. Stop all the fucking complaining. That's all I have to say. You know, if you don't have the balls and the courage, to want out, stop complaining. Because when you because when you complain, when you say shit like you should always comply with the police, but then I see you complain that they're taking Donald Trump off the ballot, I don't take you serious. And I don't think anybody else takes you serious. I don't think the Democrats take you serious. I know the globalists don't take you serious. See, because they know in order, for, in order for you to be effectual, in order for you actually to be able to, uh, uh, you know, generate the momentum to, to catalyze some type of grassroots uh, activism, you'd have to stop telling yourself bullshit at that level. And if you don't stop telling yourself bullshit at that level, why, why should I be afraid of you? <laughs> You're full of shit. And you're full of shit in the down position. You're not full of shit on top. You're not full of shit in the advantage position. You're in a down position as a citizen because your forebears gave away their freedom for security. Going back generations, they gave away their freedom for financial uh, ambition. So, I mean, we, we're in the down position. The average American citizen, the common American citizen, we're in the down position.
We don't have time to bullshit ourselves. They can bullshit. And they're showing you they can bullshit. They can bullshit right out in the open. They can actually, they can actually run a Nikki Haley out there. And I'm glad Donald Trump said, it, it, you know, basically clarified he's not looking, you know, looking. He, he hasn't made a decision about VP at all. And I'm glad that that Eric Trump, I think it was Eric Trump said, never Nikki Haley. I, I, I'm very, very uh, happy to see that. But that's not the point. The point is that they even believe it. The point is the people who measure the people who are actually taking account of this at a very detailed level believe that a Nikki Haley would even be viable. It's an insult to you. It's actually an insult to you. It's and to be honest, it's an indictment of you, because if they didn't think they would, could swing it, they wouldn't try it. Trust me. These people aren't, these people aren't uh, uh, wasteful. They're only wasteful when it's your money, not when it's their own. They're not going to waste their money. I mean, in turn, you know, when you, if, if you really want to go to the broadest level, I guess they are wasting their own money too because, you know, um, the, the overall value of citizenship in, in the United States dollar has huge implications for them as well. But, but you know, they're playing long-term versus short-term. If you have a – I was just thinking about, you know <laughs> – if you got four hundred million dollars in the bank, you know, point, uh, what what is it? You know, point five percent interest, two million dollars a year. You make two million. The bank will pay you two million. The bank's going to charge you, the average American citizen, to have a checking account. They're going to charge you to have a savings account. But once you cross a certain threshold, they're going to start to pay you enough money to not have to spend any of your own money for the basic cost of living. And they're going to use that, that gap in the way the system works to go back to the common citizens and justify universal basic income. I mean, do you see how the scam is really working? Two sides of the same coin. Two sides of the same coin, and we're not getting it yet. We have not really bought in to how we're being played yet. And the and the 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 herald of the time is policing. You actually want I, I had somebody say do not comply. If an officer has done something wrong or 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 if you've been treated unfairly, the place to fight is in court. You can't hold both views simultaneously. They're incompatible. You can't say that the courts have been overrun with Soros-appointed legal operatives, which it has. Now we know on the record that the, the ballot situation with Donald Trump is being led by, by or a foundation that was heavily funded by George Soros. And they'll get on TV and say, yeah, but George... Georgie boy never calls up and asks us what to do. But he don't have to ask you specifically. He don't have to ask you. When you know where your funding comes from, when the higher-ups know where their funding comes from, they know all the political worldviews and the verticals that, that, that need to be uh, integrated and prioritized uh, for, for their, uh, you know, for their initiatives. They, they know what they're doing. All these NGOs, they know who's funding them. They know whose beak is getting wet. They know whose palms they're greasing. George Soros don't got to call nobody where his money touches and tell them directly, hey, we're on the George Soros plan. 
partly because he's only funded people that he's done his research on. Like, back to my point about Nikki Haley. If, if they didn't think that it was viable, they wouldn't try it. They're trying it because they think you're fucking dumb. They think that you're more worried about your security than you are your freedom. They're playing you. They're calling your bluff. They're calling your fucking bluff. All you conservatives and Americans out there who talk about the who talk about uh, you know Christianity and the Constitution and the rule of law, they're calling your fucking bluff. They're gonna march a bunch of fucking neocons up there on the podium, on the stage, under the spotlight, and they're gonna call your bluff and say, when it really, when it really gets down to it, when push comes to shove. You don't give a fuck about freedom. You care about security like all these other fucking jerk-offs. And you can say you don't like my language if you want to. That's the reality. You need, you. need Some of you out there need a motherfucker who's going to tell it to you like it is. Done with the pleasantries. Done with the bullshit. You want that? You go find you one of those puppet politicians that's going to tell it to you nice and calm. Like they've been doing for a hundred fucking years while the feds bankrupted your ass. I'm going to tell it to you the way it fucking is. The way it fucking is, is you Americans out there on the right who say you believe in Christ, who say you believe in the Constitution and rule of law, the establishment has identified you. They see you with clear eyes. They've, 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 they've gotten out all the noise, and they found the signal. The signal is you, you Christians who believe in the Constitution and the rule of law, you are the enemy. You are the target. You have been identified. And what they're going to do to you is the same thing they do to all the leaders who want to represent you. They're going to go to them with an offer. They're going to go to them with an offer to sell out. Now, when they go to individuals, they bring you into a room. They sit you down. They say, what do you want? We know you have these grand ideas. You know, you're an idealist. That's become like a, a, a disparaging thing. You're an idealist. You have all these ideas about how to make things better, but what do you really want personally? Let's offer you that. But don't you want that more than you care about everybody else? I mean, what good is that going to do your, your children or your grandchildren? That's how they do the individual. But how they do the collective is they run a Nikki Haley out there, and they tell you through Nikki Haley that the, the, the priority for American citizens and our tax money and our federal government our executive branch should be uh, making sure that, that Vladimir Putin is, is stopped. That Ukraine is, is, you know, crosses the finish line. And some of you Republicans actually will go for it. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine Nikki Haley and Amy Klobuchar, who I'm running against in the Senate, talk the same fucking way about the most important issue of our time another forever war that could trigger, trigger a world war and become a nuclear war a nuclear war at a capacity that we weren't really at the last time we fought the Russians, might I add. Imagine these two people talk the exact same way and some of you Republicans vote for them. And I'm supposed to believe there's a genuine divide in this country, that the country is polarized? Is it? All I see is people who are willing to trade their freedom for security. Safety. Materialism. Either way, two sides of the same coin. And you don't want to hear it. And that's why they'll never give somebody like me a, a show on Fox or, or even some of these alternative, uh, you know, platforms. You know, Royce, Royce swears too much. He uses too much, 
too much profanity. I mean, think of that scam. Imagine we could build a country, a society, a government, a, a culture where we perpetuate a financial and economic Ponzi scheme on the American taxpayer, where we go and kill people all around the world in the name of America in your name. You're letting them run that scam and kill those people in your name with your money. But we're not going to let you curse on television. (laughs) And you think them not letting you curse on television is because this was once a Protestant nation and they still have the thin veneer of civility to where they, they care about what the children are exposed to? You think that's why they don't let you curse on TV? Or do they not let you curse on TV and the radio because they don't want somebody like Royce White to stand up on national fucking television and say, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Do you see what these cocksuckers are doing to you? That's why they don't let you swear on television. It has nothing to do with their, has nothing to do with their, their, uh, their belief and, and, uh, you know, and, and being cordial, convivial. It's all a scam. It's, it's so obviously all a scam. And the, the scary part is you all know it's a scam. You all know it's a scam, but there's a part of you that needs it. You know, it's like, it's like a woman who's telling you that, you know, that she loves you, but, but, but you know better. But, but you know, you, you need that, that, that sense of, of, of you, you know, belonging or whatever it is. You, you need that person to tell you they love you. Even though you know it ain't true, even though their actions say otherwise, you need it. Because when a person loves you, you know it. It's real. You can tell by their actions. You can tell by what they're willing to sacrifice to be involved with you. Actions speak louder than words. Some of you wanna, some of you wanna pretend to be blind to the actions. That's the problem here. The actions are very, very fucking clear, my friends. The actions are very clear. And what's clear again, to, to reiterate, to, to, to revisit, what is clear now is that you have been identified. You American, nationalist, populist, MAGA, Donald Trump supporters who believe in Christ the Constitution and the rule of law, you have all now been identified. You are the problem. Throw the libertarians in there. Klaus Schwab said the anti-system, the anti-system ideology is libertarianism, right? a, A desire to destroy anything that resembles governance in a system. They want to destroy the system. Throw the libertarians in there. You have been identified. And now they're going to call your fucking bluff. They're going to call your bluff. Oh, you think you're special? You think your beliefs are, are hardcore? You think you're, you're righteous? You think you're ready to go all the way? You think you're ready to die for what you believe in? Well, Peter wasn't. Judas sold Christ out. Let's see how faithful you Christians really are. Because historically speaking, sellouts. I mean, let's get down to that nitty-gritty we don't really want to talk about. Christian man, Catholic, taboo, and I'm willing to die and fight for the faith. Put a gun to my head and and ask me to say that I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I'll take the bullet. I'll take that bullet. Gladly. 
And I know there are a lot of other Christians out there that would as well. But, but, but think about it from their point of view. From their point of view, the most heralded, the most revered, the most iconicized and loved Christians outside of Christ were willing to sell out. And doesn't that seem like exactly what Satan would, would, would perpetrate against us? It's not enough to make you, to, to, it's not enough to, to tempt you into sin. I'm going to get you to deny Christ. I'm going to get you to deny, I'm going to get you to sell out. I want you to sell your soul. What, what more, what more says selling your soul than selling your freedom? There's nothing that resembles selling your soul more than selling your freedom. And all of you, many of you, not all of you, many of you are willing to sell that freedom for security. They're going to make you beg or tear and knee. You will beg. That is their plan. That is their goal. That's the agenda. We're going to ratchet up the chaos and the lawlessness and the decay of morals and ethics and logical sane thinking to a level where people are in the streets with so much fear of one another that they'll let us walk right into, they'll let the federal government walk right into their living room, pull their pants down, shit on the floor, and put their boots up on the, on the coffee table and demand that we bring them a sandwich and a, and a cold beverage with a specific amount of ice cubes. That's what's going to happen to you. That's what's already started to happen to you. It's already on. They're, gonna call, they're calling your bluff. They're calling your bluff. Let's see how much you really love freedom. We'll see. You don't really love it like you think you do. At least we don't believe you do. In the end, we can run a Nikki Haley out there. We could run a George Bush out there. We could run a John McCain out there. We could run any number of veterans, military men, former police officers. We could run these people out there, and immediately you go, Google I. We could tell you to drop your phone. We could tell you the First Amendment doesn't matter. We could tell you when there's a danger or a threat, all that matters is the cop that's on the scene or the, or the local law enforcement authority and what they think is best for the situation to preserve peace or safety is what you must comply with. Imagine a movement that talks about not complying all day long until it comes to the police. Don't comply, don't comply. And then when it comes to the police, oh, you gotta comply. The courts are corrupt, the courts are crooked, the courts are kangaroo style, but when it comes to the police, fight them in the courts. What else do I need to say? What more can I say? What more can I, if you don't, if you don't understand this, if you don't like this, we, I know who you are. And like I said many a times, I'm willing to fight with the people who are fighters and we're willing, willing to die with the people who are fighters. I'm not, I, don't really, I don't really feel the, the, the immediate need or desire to die with a big group of people who are bullshitting each other. In fact, that scares me. It's part of the reason why, I, I just for the life of me, the last thing I would want to do is die in an airplane with a bunch of fucking jerk-offs who convinced themselves they need to be in a rush to get to wherever they're going. 
Sorry. Sorry. I don't want to hear your existential and spiritual terrors in my final moments. Sorry. That's, that's, that, doesn't sound like a, that, that doesn't sound like something I need to do. Something I also don't need to do is to build a Fugazi political movement with a bunch of people who don't have the fundamentals and basics down, who don't understand the cornerstones of American citizenship and America's foundational beliefs. America's foundational beliefs are about individual freedom and liberty, sovereignty, a nation of shopkeepers, fortified with the Second Amendment to fight against the ever-present danger of economic imperialism, economic imperialism that was perpetrated by the crown. But theoretically, hypothetically, we could see how that economic imperialism could be a danger from a number of people who would consolidate that kind of power. The crown, the British Empire, was the example upon which these ideas were written. But it wasn't the only threat, and it won't be the last threat. Police always comply? Drop my phone? Now I can't film you? People hate when the police Police seem to hate when they get filmed. You can see it. You can see it in their body language. You can see in their body language over the number of times that we've now seen police officers be recorded with their phone. You can see the body language that they do not like being recorded. You, you think that, and the funny part is half of them have body cams. It's not the being recorded that actually bothers them. Per se, it's the fact that you, the citizen, actually have taken back some of the control or power in your own governance. And a lot of them signed up to be able to trample on that when they want to, or at least feel the, 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 the power to be able to do it, the potential to do it when they want to. And that's a sick sort of fucking perverted power trip that our law enforcement has become way too comfortable with. Point your fucking gun at me and tell me to drop my phone. Fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck you. Now, you may even comply. I'm not saying that your automatic response when a gun's pointed at you should be to, to you know, to go or fly off the handle. Do what you think is best for your own survival in the moment. Be safe. I'm not telling you not to. I'm not telling you not to take care of your own safety. You make those choices for yourself. But at least when we just discuss it at the, at the, in the town square as an intellectual or philosophical matter, let's talk about it the way it is. And the way it is, is in theory, or in principle, the American federal government has trampled all over your rights, root and branch, from the kangaroo courts that mean to take Donald Trump off the ballot down to your local cop who thinks it's his right to in, in, infringe upon your First Amendment to record the interactions between yourself and law enforcement officers or law enforcement officers and somebody else. Not their right to do. Not their right to do. And guess what? If you actually think that the cell phone I'm carrying is a detonation device, then why didn't he shoot the kid? If there was any credible evidence that this kid was a, a, a terrorist of the variety where he would set off a car bomb with his cell phone, at the moment when the, the, the kid didn't put the phone down, why didn't he just shoot the kid? 
Come on, guys. Come on now. And don't get me, like I said, if you're just joining the podcast late, I gave the example where it's justified, and I'm going to play the video for you here at the end. There's a, there, there are plenty of examples. There are countless examples where it's justified for police to use lethal force and when it's, it's, it's justified for police to uh, exert a level of, 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 of dominance, you could say, forcefulness, aggression, in order to, uh, you know, ensure their own safety and the safety of people around the, the, the situation. There are those times. But if you're a conservative, if you're an American and you're seeing the way that this legal system has now been corrupted, and you understand that the police are an extension of the legal system. You can't get a no-knock warrant without a signature from a judge and probably a district attorney. If you understand that, then, then always comply can't be your starting point. It just can't be. If it is, if that's your starting point, stop fucking complaining, you know, because you're going to end up in a gulag anyway. You're on your way to a gulag anyway, so you might as well quit fucking complaining. The police state is afoot. And it's becoming more and more clear to me that the, the, the chaos that we're seeing, encouraged by our political, economic, uh, global elites, is being done for one purpose to justify martial law. Martial law is going to be great for them. It's going to be great. Hey, the Muslims rise up and, 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 and you know, and, and, and have a constant state of rebellion. Why do you think that, why do you think Muslims were letting to Europe in the first place? This whole story of the, the Muslims were letting to the, the Europe because the, the Europeans felt guilty for, um, you know, uh, pirating the, the, the resources of the Middle East and Africa and all these other places for so long that that guilt is what allowed them to let these immigrants in. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They're still in the business now. Nothing's changed. This whole thing, this whole thing is people that are four steps ahead of you. You've got to understand that. These people went to school. They spent their entire life, their entire uh, time, uh, you know, figuring out uh, how to, uh, you know, manipulate you. That's what they do. This is who they are. They're five steps ahead of you. They want, they want terrorist cells to come into the country. They, they want people to have unconstrained amounts of fear. And they're, they're going to come and they're going to clean up and contain. They're going to cut out the assets that they set loose, assets that they worked with, groups they worked with to perpetuate the chaos. So you beg for tyranny. And when the groups are gone, when the threat is gone, what will be the threat that remains? This has been another episode of Please Call Me Crazy, brought to you by Free People Radio, powered by our favorite sponsor, TireGit.com. That's TireGit.com. You all have to buy tires from somebody. You might as well buy them from us and help fund the movement. Look, there's not very good. There's not a lot of good money left out there. I'm just telling you like it is. Not a lot of righteous money left. A lot of dark money out there. A lot of dark money in politics. You know, these Senate races, for example, example, obscene, obscene the amount of money 
you need in order to, 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 to project it that you would need to run a successful Senate campaign. And like I asked the other day, who would I have to go sit down with? And what would I have to promise them in order to get 40 to $50 million raised for a Senate campaign as a Republican candidate? Do you know as a citizen? Do you know who I would have to go sit down with and what I would have to promise them in order to raise the amount of money that they say you would need in order to have a successful Senate campaign? Do you know what that, what that amount is or what that promise is? Because that's what Nikki Haley's done. And it's not just Nikki Haley. She's just easy to pick out of the lineup because, I mean, her, 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 her stick is so obscene, it's, it's laughable. Still an insult to you and an indictment of you if you don't see past it, if you don't see the game. But it's the entire United States Senate. And that's why there's only a handful, if that, America first United States senators in there because you have become identified. You have been identified as the enemy. And those who want to represent you with your worldview and your policy approach of America first, they're the enemy too. And there ain't, there ain't two nickels to rub together from any mega donors for those people. If there are, please drop in the comments. Show me where they're at. I'll talk to them. Let, let, let me be, let me be the, 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 um, you know, the standard bearer. Let them come and vet me. Let them, let them cross-examine my policy approaches. If they're actually America First donors, let them cross-examine my policy approaches from top to bottom on any issue. And let's see how many nickels there are to rub together out there for America First candidates. The reason why they went after Donald Trump the way they did is because, A, he had enough money himself to help kickstart his campaign, if that's what he needed to do. But also, he had so much popularity. He had so much popularity that he was able to generate a number, a, 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 a substantial, a substantial grassroots small dollar donation. That's what Donald Trump was able to do. That's what makes him dangerous. That's why they want to take him out. Because he doesn't need any big corporate donors to push his agenda and to move his campaign forward. All of us can't be so lucky. And we would need Donald Trump to come down from on high and spread the, spread the joy a little bit. I'm not asking for anything. I'm just saying. There's only so many real motherfuckers left. And the gut fields of the world don't have two fucking ounces of integrity to rub the... I'm just saying. I'm just there's a reason they won't let me come on gut feel. I have one of the most important Senate races in American history. We're at the pivotal moment. I'm going against Amy Klobuchar. Everybody there at Fox News knows that Amy Klobuchar is the shield, the, the, the honest, quiet shield for the military industrial complex in the war in Ukraine. They're shilling in, 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 they're shilling for the war in the Ukraine on Fox News, and some people are still watching it. Some people are still watching it. Some people are still reading it. I don't even watch it. I don't even watch it. You send me a Fox News link, I, I don't even open it. I don't give a fuck what Fox News has to say at all. This is the reality. So, you know, tomorrow I'm going to do a news show. I want to show you a couple of these video clips 
um, that I've that I've compiled over the week. I didn't get to do my news show on Wednesday because I had a family and friends guest episode Wednesday with Professor Penn. We talked about a whole host of things. I thought it was a great podcast. It was one of the longest ones we've done, two hours, 45 minutes. Uh, go back and watch it if you get a chance. I really enjoyed it. Um, talked about Israel, the Jewish identity, and, and how that whole thing is being used and the, the escalation with Iran and what that means for the, for the region and for us as American citizens in this election cycle. Um, so you can go back and watch that today. I was compelled to talk about this police state thing. If you're a cuck for the police state, just go caucus with the Democrats because you want the same thing as them. I ask the Democrats all the time. I ask black liberals all the time. How can you say the whole system is guilty, but you want to vote for the party that means to infinitely expand that same guilty or corrupt system? Doesn't make sense. The same thing goes for you conservatives. How can you say the whole system is guilty? How can you say the, the system is corrupt? How can you say, uh, uh, you know, we want smaller government, but then you're going to give over your security to a police state? Like the police isn't an extension of the federal government. Give me a fucking break. You people got to come clean. Cut the shit. And if you don't, if it doesn't apply to you out there, I appreciate your viewership and listenership today and in the future. I'm happy to have you back. I'm glad that we're starting to build a cohort of, of warriors, real warriors, real American patriot warriors that understand what the fuck is going on here. I'm happy to have you. I really am. I appreciate you. Uh, love you. I'll see you tomorrow evening. The fight continues, and as always, Godspeed.